Ask the average person walking down the street if they've ever dreamt about writing a book, and chances are they're going to say yes. Almost every time I tell someone that I'm a writer, they tell me about this idea that they have for a book. And because I am a massive book lover, I ask what it's about, and they tell me all these details, these stories that they've collected that are stuck inside their head. Most of the time, their idea is really good, something I would pick up and read if I saw it on the shelves. We both get so excited talking about their book, until I ask them how far they've come in writing it. Nine times out of ten, they've never put a single word of that idea down on paper. That book they want to write. That book I want to read. It only exists in their head. Do you have a book like that? A story that's been sitting inside of you for way too long? If you're struggling to make that writing dream of yours a reality, if you're finding it hard to consistently carve out time in your busy schedule to write, keep listening. This episode of the School for Writers podcast is just for you. Welcome to Business School for Writers, where we help storytellers like you ditch the starving artist cliche and thrive. I'm your host, Lauren Marie Fleming, and I am obsessed with the power of stories. I've seen the way stories heal writers, readers, and whole communities but I've also seen the way we silence marginalized voices and discourage people from pursuing a career as a writer. Which is why I'm here today, helping you to ditch the lies you've been told about whose story matters and instead embrace the truth that the world needs your story now more than ever. I am living proof that it is possible to build a thriving career as a writer. And I created Business School for Writers to show you exactly how you can write more, publish more, and make more money as a storyteller. Welcome to your virtual classroom. Welcome to your cheerleading squad. Welcome to Business School for Writers. Are you paralyzed by having a million ideas for a book and no clue which one to choose? Or maybe you have a couple different disjointed scenes in your head, but you're not sure how to combine them into one solid story. You are not alone. This is actually one of the more common complaints I hear from someone. I don't know where to start, or I don't know which idea is worth investing my time, money, and energy into creating as a book. What if you choose the wrong story idea? Or worse, what if you never choose and you die with that story stuck inside of you? Being paralyzed by too many choices is actually a cultural phenomenon that scientists and psychologists study. When you are presented with too many options, your brain most often chooses nothing at all. That's why you need to start weeding through all of those sprouted ideas to find one seedling that you can nurture into a solid oak of an idea. I am offering a live masterclass to help you decide which of your ideas you should turn into a book. I'm gonna help you jot down all of your ideas, organize and sort through them, and come up with a solid plan for turning your book dreams into a publishing reality. I'm gonna answer your questions, support you throughout the process, and give you actionable homework that you can take into the new year so you can write your friggin' book already in 2021. Best of all, it's free. So join me for this free live coaching session and masterclass on December 3rd at 5 p.m. Pacific time. You can sign up at businessschoolforwriters.com slash choose your book. Can't make it live? No worries. You can send your questions in ahead of time and we'll be sure to answer them on the call and send you the replay. 
Stop letting indecision keep you from making your book dreams a reality. Sign up for my free masterclass at businessschoolforwriters.com slash choose your book and make 2021 the year you write your freaking book already. I've got a question for you. What is it going to take to get your book written, edited, published, and out in the world? When I ask this of my Write Your Freaking Book Already program participants, their answers are pretty predictably along these routes. If they're fiction, they usually answer with a long list of things they need to make better about their characters, plotline, or their setting. If they're writing nonfiction, they usually say something about book structure, reader takeaways, or overall flow. In my Path to Publish program, the participants are focused on getting their books published, so their answers are usually something like, I need a professional editor before I self-publish it, or I'm going to need more followers on social media before a publisher wants to take me on, or I need a better query letter to find an agent. But the truth is that whether you're writing fantasy or self-help, romance or recipes, whether you're self-publishing or going the traditional route or working with a hybrid press, your book needs only one thing to get finished and out there in the world. Permission to take up space in your life. That might seem like an easy solution, but as a professional writer and writing coach, I find the number one thing keeping me and my clients from achieving our writerly dreams is simply giving ourselves permission to carve out time in our busy lives to write. Prioritizing creativity in your life can feel so indulgent. Even as a full-time writer, I find myself constantly having to justify any time I spend alone with my thoughts. I've had people call me selfish for renting a cabin to finish a novel, or family members yell at me for getting up and writing on Sunday morning instead of helping to clean the house. I live with my sister and nieces, and every morning I feel so guilty for sitting in my room writing instead of helping them make breakfast and get ready for school. Even when they all support me as a writer and cheer me on and understand that this is my writing time, I still feel that guilt that I'm not doing something more, quote, productive or, quote, helpful with my time. Does that sound familiar? Do you also feel guilty when you take time away from your family and friends to write? Does it feel indulgent to carve out time to sit alone and be with your thoughts? Or does your schedule feel so full that the idea of carving out even half an hour a day to write feels completely and totally impossible. If that's you, then grab your journal because we're about to do a writing exercise together to help you create the time and space in your life that you need to write. But first, I want you to promise me something. I want you to promise me that you are going to be 100% honest with yourself during this, especially in the first part. The only way that this is gonna work is if you're honest and true with who you are and what you want to prioritize in your life. So make that promise to yourself, make that promise to me, and let's get to journaling. The first step that you need to take in carving out space in your life for creativity is setting your priorities in order. Experts say, and I have also found to be true in my life and my work and coaching with writers, that you really can only prioritize three things at a time. Whether that's three things you wanna do in your whole life or three things you want to get done today, Anything more than three and you won't get anything done. You'll be overloaded with too many options. So we're going to prioritize the top three things in your life and put them in order. Notice I said prioritize. We're looking for priorities in your life, not responsibilities. 
Keeping your house clean might be a responsibility that you have, but it may not be a priority in how you want to structure your life. If you need some help figuring out the difference between a responsibility and a priority, ask yourself this, what would you rather have listed on your eulogy when you die? She kept her house sparkling clean, or she was the author of a series of best-selling novels. She lost 10 pounds, or she wrote a memoir about learning to love her body as it is. With your ultimate life goals in mind, ask yourself this, what is your top priority in your life? Now, don't just go jotting down writing because you think that's what I want to hear. In fact, writing isn't even my top priority. Well-being is. My mental, physical, and spiritual well-being have to be top priority because otherwise I can't do the other things on my list. Now notice, I didn't say health. Health is loaded. As any of you who've read my book, Body Love, 10 Steps to Profoundly Loving Your Body will know, it is such a loaded term. And in our society, it often feels like this unattainable thing that we're constantly striving and never reaching. Well-being, on the other hand, allows me to think holistically, which means that if today the best thing for me to do is stay in bed, then I'm staying in bed without any regrets, without any guilt. Tomorrow, I might run a marathon. Who knows? It's all about meeting my body, mind, and soul where it's at right now, right here. That, for me, is well-being. So, what's that top priority for you? Maybe it's family. Maybe it's also well-being. Maybe it's your career. Maybe it's perfecting the ultimate gluten-free donut. In which case, call me because I will happily sacrifice myself as a taste tester for you. Whatever you decide, there's no judgment. You are allowed to prioritize your life however you want. So I have no judgment and you should have no judgment about what others think. Remember, no one's going to see this yet. So just write it down, even if it feels a little scary to put that as your top priority. Next, what is your second priority in life? And finally, what's your third priority in life? Now, what does your list look like? Is it something that's kind of like obvious and you've done this before and it feels good and you feel solid? Or is it scary? Does it feel still like responsibilities? Or is it really set up on how you want to prioritize your life and live your life? Mine goes like this. Well-being first, creative writing second, and my career third. They all intertwine for me, but I needed to be distinct about the order that I put them in. Yes, creative writing might help my mental well-being, but if I'm super exhausted, sleep has got to come first. And yes, my career requires me to write. I'm a writing instructor. I'm a writer for a living. And I write things like this podcast script or this coaching course that I'm creating. But creative writing, especially journaling and novel writing, is more of a priority to me than any other writing in my life, even if the other writing makes me more money. See how that works? Here's another example from a friend of mine with kids. Personal well-being was first, family well-being was second, and creative writing was third. And a client of mine had 12 steps as first, they were recently sober, career is second, and family is third. Notice writing didn't fit into her top three. She was recently sober and her priorities had changed in her life. If that's the case, then you can treat it like a hobby more than a priority, which might actually get you to write more. It's funny how those things work. 
One more language distinction before we move on. I want you to notice that I'm using career, not job. A job is something you do to make money right now. A career, by definition, is an occupation undertaken for significant portions of your life with opportunities for growth and enhancement. I love that last part, opportunities for growth and enhancement. That's what comes with your career versus your job. A job might be what you're doing right now for money, but a career is what you want to do with your life, the impact you want to have. I've had many non-writing jobs that paid for my writing career. See the difference there? I didn't put my job as a priority, I put my career as a priority because my career is the impact I want to have, the place where I can have growth and enhancement, not just the place where I make money as a job. Once you have your top three priorities in the order you want to have them in, ask yourself this, how can I set up my life to get these priorities met? Say your top priority is well-being. How can you take five minutes in the morning to meditate? Can you add a 15-minute walk in the middle of your workday? What would it feel like to stretch a few minutes before bed, take a deep breath, and release the stress of the day? Say your priority is creative writing. Can you keep a journal by your bed so you can write for a few minutes when you wake up and a few minutes before you go to sleep? How can you choose your vacations based on where you could be inspired to sit and write? Could you turn off Netflix more often and opt instead for reading a book? And yes, reading is an important part of creative writing. It helps you fuel your imagination and it makes you a better writer. So I want you to come up with any and all ideas and I want you to write them down for how you can create space in your life for these priorities. Start at the top, remember that's your top priority and work your way down to the third. For me and my priorities, which was well-being, creative writing and career, it looked like setting up a morning routine that includes meditating, writing and going for a walk. That can be an hour some days, that can be half an hour some days, some days it's three hours, depending on how much time I have, but I can usually do it in like a half an hour. I also have an evening routine that includes stretching and reading. Instead of sitting on the couch watching Netflix like I used to do, now I stretch my body out and I read. Then I decided with creative writing that almost all of my vacations needed to consist of me going somewhere where I could sit in a beautiful spot usually nature or maybe a really amazing city with the bustle and bustle of that concrete jungle. And I could write or read the whole time. That's all I'm trying to do is just sit in a cafe and write if I'm in a city or sit in nature and write if I'm out more in the mountains or the woods. When I was younger, when I was in my 20s, I prioritized checking all those things off the list, going to the parties, trying all the things, seeing everything that the guidebook had to offer so I could tell everyone that I did everything. Now I build my vacations over writing and prioritizing writing and reading and relaxation and well-being and all of those things that are my top priorities. See how that works? It's actually a lot easier and I end up leaving my vacations a lot more satisfied and I end up getting more work done and more of those responsibilities done during my day because I have a morning routine and an evening routine that centers me in those priorities. So I prioritize them first so I feel good throughout the day like I already got it done and like my life is on the trajectory I want it to be on with my priorities in place how I want them to be. How can you do something similar for yourself? How can you make those tiny changes in your life? 
What does that look like for you? How can you tweak your morning routine or your evenings just a bit so you're centering your life around your priorities? What can you give up? Maybe it's Netflix. Maybe it's Instagram. Maybe it's bragging about all the things you did on your trip. What can you give up to gain that true satisfaction that comes from prioritizing the things in your life that matter most to you? Now, I want you to write this all down. I really want you to write this down. Why? Because you are 40% more likely to make something happen if you write it down. Now, you wanna make that even better? You are 95% more likely to make something happen if you write it down and tell other people about it. So go write these priorities down, write your plan to implement these priorities in your life, and then tell people. Tell everyone in your life. My sister and nieces that I live with, they know these are my priorities. So in the morning, when I am working on my novels or I am journaling, they respect that time. They know that when I'm done with that, I'll come out in a better mood and more able to help them with the responsibilities around the house. If you don't have someone in your direct life to tell, or if you want to tell more people, head on over to the Writer Squad at facebook.com slash groups slash Writer Squad and tell us. I want to know. Tag me in it. I want to hear what your priorities are and how you're making space for them in your life. And remember as you go that your priorities, they can change. They will change. Life happens. And sometimes you're going to be distracted. That's okay. It's not about some strict set of rules that you have to follow. Some days I don't journal. Some days I sit and look at Instagram instead. Some days I play with my dog instead. But what it's about is not having the strict rules. What it's about is consciously taking steps to prioritize your life and arrange your life the way you want it to be. So, Let us know what your priorities are in the Writer Squad Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Writer Squad. And if writing is one of your priorities, keep listening to the School for Writers podcast because we're here to help you create the time and space in your life that you need to write. Happy writing, and I cannot wait to read your book. Hi, my name is Michelle. I am Lauren's sister. And I am coming on the podcast to do a book recommendation for the book Gods of Jade and Shadow by Silvia Moreno-Garcia. I love this book. And Lauren and I always argue back and forth because she loves romance books and I don't like them. And I love historical fiction books and she doesn't like those. But what's cool about this one is it has both. It has romance and historical fiction. It's um, a story that takes place in 1920s Mexico. So it's really cool about Jazz Age Mexico. There's some interesting history there but it's the main character is a super strong young female and it follows her on a hero's journey as she is working to help a Mayan god of the underworld reclaim parts of his body that have been stolen so it's got this awesome parts about 1920s jazz age Mexico there's a strong female character and then also has a bunch of really cool Mayan mythology wrapped up in it. So if you're interested at all in any of that kind of stuff, you'll really like it. It's got action, adventure, some romance, and some history. So yeah, Gods of Jade and Shadow by Silvia Moreno-Garcia. I highly recommend it. You're going to love it. If you, like me, 
prefer to support independent bookstores, we're going to have a link for you in the show notes so you can click on that and it'll take you right to buying it from an independent source instead of evil Amazon. You just finished another lesson at Business School for Writers. Feels pretty great, right? Being one step closer to a thriving writing career. I am so excited to see how you put to use the tips you learned today. So please share what you gained from this episode in the Writer Squad Facebook group. You can find your squad at facebook.com slash groups slash writer squad. Want even more support making your writing dreams come true? Go to businessschoolforwriters.com where not only can you find show notes and links from today's episode, but you'll also be able to explore courses, coaching, and free resources we've gathered together to help you along your path to creating a thriving writing career. Thanks again for listening to the Business School for Writers podcast. I'll see you in the next lesson. Business School for Writers is hosted and produced by Lauren Marie Fleming with editing and support from Samantha Olivares. All rights reserved by Las Maestras LLC. Our music is De Lejos by Ila Bamba. Check them out on Spotify. Big thanks to the team at Terrorbird and to Kristen Hozak. And of course, big thanks to you, the listener. Now put down this podcast already and go write. I'll see you next episode.